What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the SoCo Show. It's episode number 178. This, of course, is the voice of the co-host, Cody Michael, and I'm joined, as always, by the so-host, Seth Ott. Oh, yeah. There he is. Wow. He is very excited, probably because we've also got the bro host in the house. At Jared Buckendall. JB, welcome back. Welcome. (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna be a good uh it's gonna be a good episode this week uh i can feel it i can feel it already just from chatting with you guys beforehand uh, oh yeah say, feel one, it one feel it uh, 178 it's a lot of fucking episodes uh we are back again uh this is going to be the last uh the last episode before Ever. our next yep, live episode yep it's over the, the, sheep sh- the ship's going final, down so we're done um no, our last uh, our last audio episode before the next live show. So uh, and that's from video the only. This podcast is going to be yeah. There's no audio. It's, you yeah. can just see. You us. have to pay yeah. for the um, audio. We're gonna we're gonna sign language the whole thing. Join the JB Patreon so you can get the audio. Um, no, the audio and video video show uh, will be <laughs> next week on January 21st, Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. So we hope you'll join us on that over on the J Buck Studios YouTube channel. At Jared Buckendall. So head on over there. Make sure you're subscribed. Uh, again, that's 8 p.m. Uh, Central Time on Thursday, January 21st. Looking forward to seeing you all next week and uh, engaging with you guys in the comments. This week, though, audio only. Uh, and we've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. As an interesting week. Uh, a couple bits of news uh, that I think we're going to get into. Uh, talk about a couple things that we watched this past week and uh, just generally go about our goofy ass business so um yeah gonna be a fun one gonna be a fun one i don't know about you guys uh but this now the second full week of 2020 last week was such a shit show uh, i feel like we didn't even get into do you guys feel like you've now arrived in 2021 for me it feels like we're in the new year i don't know is it is it hitting for you guys do you feel any do you feel like you're in the new year yet or are you still hanging on to your 2020 self i've arrived <laughs> That's gross, man. Ew. Oh wow, that's uh, that's ex- ladies. That's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> a nice little whisper. If if you take it and put the pan over all the way to the right ear, so nothing's coming in the left, that's how it sounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh god. Oh yeah. <laughs> A lot of people covering up one of their, uh, or changing the balance on their car stereos right yep. now, so they can just whispering directly into their ear. Holy shit. That is, uh, well, I'm hard now. Uh, <laughs> we don't even need, we don't even need to get into a titillating top. I'm already titillated, mm-hmm. I feel like. That just, that got me, that got me right up. I'm feeling sexy this week. <laughs> <laughs> now you're sounding like the mask. <laughs> sexy. Somebody, Somebody suck me. stop him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fucking A. We're going to have some fun this week. Uh, let's get into some shit, huh? Let's get into some shit. Seth, let's get it going uh, with another titillating topic. Titillating topics. As I said, you've already got us titillated, Seth, but uh, you got some you got some topics over there in the titillator ready to go? Let's do it. I'm going to... I'm gonna. <laughs> we're going to start up the titillator. All right, ready? All right. <laughs> we'll do five topics again. Um, five right. tits. Here we go. People do that. You put All right. Oh man. Our topics are salt, cheese, basketball, 
bats, and foxes. Hmm. It's like, which one doesn't belong? <laughs> Basketball. All are food except for bats. Bats are food. You eat fox? I mean, bats I used eat... to be food. Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking salt. Cody, what are you thinking? I'm good with salt. Right. Uh, anything got you, anything got you salty this week? Anything uh, you need to, you need to rant about? Anything got you salted up? I don't, I don't think we have enough time for that. Um, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> I want to know um, what's the last, what's the last thing that made you salty? I want to know. That's the question. Me? Um, yeah. I mean, to, 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 today, honestly, um, you know, it's it's maybe me having a little like childish, per, uh, childish, you know, hissy fit. But I was very salty when I emailed someone asking for a screener, and they were like, "Oh no, sorry, we can't give it to you. You are not a Rotten Tomatoes uh, approved critic." And then I found out that literally everyone that is on my Twitter timeline was given that screener. Um, None of them are Rotten Tomatoes approved critics. So I was, uh, I, I literally, I texted someone. I was like, I just feel defeated. And then they thought that I was like on the edge of my, you know, like the man on the ledge, that 2012 movie, great movie. Check it out. Um, that's that's kind of how they, they thought I was. Yeah. They thought you were pulling a heist secretly? <laughs> they did. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, it was, all, it was all a front. I, there was two other people pulling the heist. I was just the distraction. I knew it. Spoiler, knew it. people. That's adept to detective work by whoever whoever pointed that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I that would make me salty as well. I don't blame you. We're gonna give a hiss. <laughs> oh no! That's for that's for that's for the idiot with the screeners. Uh, give give JB his fucking screener. Actually, that is Seth. I want to ask you what made you salty in a second. But Jared, uh, the Rotten Tomatoes thing you were talking about on J Buck Live. Do you want to talk to our folks uh, about what you're trying to accomplish with Rotten Tomatoes? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We can try. Um, so. Rotten Tomatoes, I think even like what we've been, you guys have been doing a podcast for almost what, four years now? It's like three and a half. I've almost been doing uh, 1973. We had to record onto a vinyl record. Um, God, imagine if there was podcasts back then. That'd be wild. It's like, how do you edit that? Um, sorry, my brain's all over the place. Um, we but, did a podcast uh, and then got dysentery. <laughs> There's poopy everywhere. <laughs> um, but uh, one of my one of my goals, uh, arbitrary goals, essentially, of this film criticism uh, career, of, uh, essentially, is to become a Rotten Tomatoes approved critic. And they open up the application process in March and September of every year. And those are the only times that you can apply. And the, they have these uh, stipulations or uh, things that you have to have to essentially be approved. But then they say, we'll take everything by case-by-case basis. So even if I don't have this criteria, it, it could still be a thing that they're like, oh, well, that guy's weird. You know, he, he does uh, <laughs> pa- pantsless reviews. We, we need to have him in our uh, tomato circle. <laughs> so... What I need from the listener, yeah, Tomato Circle, don't go to that website, people. Um, What I need from people listening is please subscribe to my YouTube channel if you are not. Because one of the criteria is if you are a video online person, you have to have twenty to 30,000 subscribers, I believe. And um, I'm working you know some tiktok magic where i might be getting a bunch of people from over there but that is one of the things that i think once 
I can hit that goal of Rotten Tomatoes approved critic, um, that's a huge goal. I mean, obviously, this last like few weeks, every week I come on with a new thing like a film festival or a TikTok thing. But I think this would be like the greatest thing to really happen. Um, aside from, you know, maybe getting a Blumpkin or something like that. <laughs> I mean, close second, close oh, wow. second. Oh, that's nice. Oh. Um, what, what do you think is more achievable out of those two things? <laughs> Unfortunately, the Blumpkin. <laughs> really? I think I, I, could, think, I, think oh. I could swindle some people. You better, you better um, hope that uh, whoever gives you the Blumpkin is someone that you hope to never see again, because I don't know <laughs> if I'd want to be associated with anyone who's given a Blumpkin. Absolutely not. Which, you know what? Oh my gosh, there was a random, I don't know who I was with, but they turned, I, you know what it was? It was, uh, Nolan was here, and I let Jamie. And he gave you a Blumpkin. No, 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 uh, no, 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 um, I let Every now and then I let Jamie, my girlfriend, pick the movie. And she's Man. about 0 for 100. Um, <laughs> she picked this one that well. was like on Amazon. And no lie, I don't know. She thought it was from 2020. And I was like, this movie's from 2012. And it's about a guy that's, I think, getting back into the dating sphere. And no lie, there's a Blumpkin in the movie. Oh. Yeah. Holy shit. Literally. You know that sounds like Literally, me. holy Guys, shit. Guys, it's on my job movie. <laughs> I got to see this thing. This sounds amazing. Wow, um, wow been, we got I way... I bet it was... Was it made by Blumhouse? Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah, an arrogant Sorkin wrote it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, man. Yikes. Uh, I, I, yeah, Rotten Tomatoes approved critic, people. That would be killer. Yeah, if you're not already subscribed to uh, J Buck Studios, we have a link in our, our description box to send you over there. Um, so make sure you're subscribed. You're going to get the, the live show um, that, that we're going to be on next week, uh, in addition to all the other great stuff that JB is doing, and we're helping him reach that uh, Rotten Tomatoes goal, which would be very fucking cool. Uh, so uh, head on over there. Give that a click if you can. Please, please, people, please. I'm still, I'm still stuck on this Blumpkin thing. <laughs> like, what, how getting does, one or the oh, movie? Wow. I just how how does it happen? Like, is it, it's it's something you'd have to discuss. It's like, a specific be, beforehand yeah, there were plans. because oh, yeah. like yeah. that you is can't not just a have someone like, thing. No. <laughs> yeah, because like what if you're like legs in the air, just like trying to get the demons out of you, and then someone <laughs> walks in the door like, "Hey there, big boy." Yeah, especially like, if you have like a squatty potty, you know, like that, yeah, hell yeah, just, yeah. You need to have, you need to have planned ahead because you need to eat right before you yeah. do that. Um, because if your shit is the wrong kind of shit, it's going to ruin <laughs> the Blumpkin. Like you need, what do you need a lot of? Um, maybe, honestly, maybe like a lot of fast Cheerios. food. Like you, oh. you need hard, you need like hard, dense, not stinky poos. So like <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Boy. You're saying that fast food is going to give you that? Yeah, does that not? Am I the only no. one? No, <laughs> I don't think so. Real, what do you get? What do you guys get? Soup you loops when you eat McDonald's? Oh my god! Yeah, I, I get, I get fast, fast food. It's like me pouring a ten-gallon bucket of stew from ten feet up into the toilet. <laughs> oh, oh that's nice. You get the you get the Jeez. you get the McDonald's messies. <laughs> oh, 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 oh wow, that! Oh no! You get the you get the Arby's ass vomits. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> You get the Taco Bell turds. <laughs> Jeez. The Culver's craps? 
Oh, oh man. <laughs> the Taco John's toots. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Man. The BKBMs. <laughs> <laughs> The Shake, sh- shake uh. Shack Sharts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> what was the name of the game, Seth, that we played? The Miles, Miles Minute. That was Miles a Miles minute. minute. Miles Minute. That was a Miles Minute for uh, fast food dookie jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if that's not the goal of titillating topics, I, I don't know what is. Um, that's Have we even gotten to the salt thing yet? Well, we we were talk. We asked what got you salty, and that got us on the Rotten Tomatoes thing. Um, and obviously, the logical conclusion to that was, you know, fast food poop jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, because of the Blumpkin, you need to write poop anyway. Whew. Let's get off that crazy ass train. <laughs> yeah, Seth. Gross. <laughs> Seth, what was the last thing that made you salty? Um, God, I don't even know. Um, probably probably DoorDash being pricks. <laughs> Um, not delivering <laughs> about, to the right, not delivering to the right place, or going like uh, this last weekend. I avoided disaster um, with, you know, I got I got I ordered on Sunday and got my food in a proper time. Um, but I did watch because I've been very diligent lately about telling them where to deliver the the food. Like I'll send them basically a paragraph beforehand. Like here's the house where here's where you set it. Um, you know, here here's where you you know knock on the door. Here's where you uh, you know drive in the driveway. All that stuff. I I I lay out specific instructions. I put tape down in the driveway. I make sure they know. Um, <laughs> and the this uh, last. Wait, do you per- really have tape in the driveway? <laughs> no, um, that would be cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I put like a box in the driveway and um, write you DoorDash here. Do a little sign here. that says door. Yeah, DoorDash parking here. <laughs> yeah, I should. <laughs> um, but this person like. They drove right by because you, you have the GPS, uh, you know, like you can watch where they're at. And they drove right by the house. So I'm like, oh, here we fucking go again. Mm-hmm. Um, and they somehow ended up like three streets down and did a bunch of different circles around the blocks and then finally found where I was at. But yeah, these DoorDash, DoorDash drivers don't know what the hell they're doing. It could be light of day. It could be pitch black at night it could be i, I mean and, and you'd think it's easier at night because i turn the light on you can see the house number like it's not hidden there's no trees in front of it the number's right up front but apparently it's a difficult task trying to find you know a house to to put some food on the porch so that's probably what made me salty the the, the most recent um but no i, I mean I'm, I'm not a very salty person you you've specified a handful of disasters essentially like which mm-hmm. one's the worst situation was it the woman at the door or the the fact that they just oh. keep delivering this food to random houses yeah that i mean the 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 one the food going to different places is the most annoying for sure um but the probably the 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 biggest blunder was i mean i got my food but it was the lady who um was i i I ordered at like five o'clock. It was before we did a live show, actually. I think um, I ordered some Subway at like five, and it took like half hour to get here. And so, and this is like when daylight savings had just 
gone through it just happened it just got approved <laughs> um but uh <laughs> but um the the light was like the the porch light wasn't on yet because it had been light when i ordered and then turned to darkness um just like my soul <laughs> and and uh so you know first off she comes to the door and i have specifically on the notes there like you know just leave it leave it on the door the doorstep and because i don't like to interact with people and she uh came first knocked on the door and then i said just leave it and she goes no like uh, she's like you should turn your you should turn the turn the uh, light on so people know where you're you know where where this is at i'm like okay just leave it and then she kind of stood there for a second and then i'm like leave it on the ground <laughs> and then she <laughs> she finally left but um i left a bad review for her where um, she didn't follow my instructions. So I said she didn't, I, I said something along the lines of like, she didn't follow my instructions or didn't, didn't listen to my requests or something like that. I, I left it, <laughs> left a pretty mean review, um, and gave her one star. But if people literally, the only thing you have to do to get five stars with me is just leave the food on the porch and get it to the right place. That's all I ask. Yep. Just put it in the right yep. spot. Live it, leave it on the porch. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to see you. I'll give you, if you're still in the driveway, when I pick it up, I'll give you a nice little wave and then you'll get five stars. The number of fingers that I, I give the wave in, five is the amount of stars you'll get. But if not, you'll get one, That's one finger, the middle. <laughs> we got Seth fingering door dashers now. Mm-hmm. Oh, fin- no. Well, not fingering. Maybe that too. I don't know. Um, that is a fun wave when, when you catch them while they're leaving and, hey, thanks. And mm-hmm. that's a good, that's a pretty fun wave. I've yeah. had that experience. Um, hopefully these DoorDashers get their shit figured out for the king of DoorDash himself. That's me. Um, yeah, that is you. I was uh, I was trying to think. I'm I'm not a, a super salty cat uh, in general either, but something <laughs> did get me salty cat. the other day. He's a salty cat. Salty yeah. cat. There's yeah, something yeah. for NPA. Salty cat. <laughs> we we got to know what salty salty cat song is like. Um, it's like a. It's like the like a like a. Ooh, cha. With some snaps Ooh, in it. Yeah. Salt. I like that. It has like a fifties vibe. Yeah, yeah. With the yeah. live band playing. Like a- or it could be like, he's the man with the plan. Salty cat. Salty cat. Salty cat. Meow. Oh wow. There it is. Never mind, MPA, we got it. Holy shit. The now I can't remember what I was. Oh, uh, the last time I was a salty cat. Um, salty cat. <laughs> I I, I want to ask you guys about this. So I'm I'm stopped at a stop light, uh, and the stop salty light turned cat. green. Right? Salty cat. I want to do the whole thing. Like you it, take take a break, salty. take a break in between each like part of the story, and I'll <laughs> we'll do this. salty cat. Oh, okay. Okay. Here, let, let's try it. Let's try it. Let's try it. Like a slam poetry style. Yeah. <laughs> Let's try it. Let's try it. All right, guys. So the other day, <laughs> I was uh, I was headed to work. Salty cat. <laughs> and I'm driving, taking my time, cruising the streets between my home and my office. Salty cat. <laughs> and uh, I cruised, uh, cruised and slowed, and I saw a yellow light in front of me, and that yellow light turned red, and I pulled my little old jalopy right up to the line there and brought it to a stop. Salty cat. <laughs> now this is a two-lane road, uh, two lanes in the same direction. So a uh, little partner next to me 
pulled up on my left-hand side uh, in their SUV, and they also came to a stop. Ooh, salty cat. (laughs) (laughs) Now, here's where things get interesting, because the light turns green again. Ouchie mama. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I'm an attentive driver, so when the light turns green, I'm out of there. But uh, my friend was not so quick. Salty cat. And here's, here's where this cat got salty. I, I had to listen to the person behind my friend lay on their horn in order to alert my friend that they needed to get going. Shut your mouth. <laughs> That's exactly what I said, because nothing drives me more nuts than when someone lays on their horn at a light. There, I, I believe that a, a small touch, a chirp of... The horn is enough, but this person was landed on thick like. Tweet, tweet, baby. <laughs> so that's the moral of the story, kids. If, if someone's not uh, seeing the green light in front of you, be discreet. Just give them a tweet, tweet. <laughs> salty cat. <laughs> and that was the last time I was a salty cat. Nice. Yeah, nice. wow. <laughs> Wow, very nice with the back and vocals. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Get some snaps. Wow, that was so. So I I pass the question on to you. Do you guys agree with me? Is there a courtesy amount? Is there a courtesy honk that's just like a hey man, lights green? Or do you think that someone who is not noticing the light deserves to be really you know really have the horn laid on thick? I'm uh, uh, I'm definitely chirp chirp. Um, I don't think I've ever. <laughs> laid on the horn maybe once and i was just having a really bad day yeah. you're just like hey motherfucker <laughs> yeah. i'm like i'm a salty cat back here <laughs> i'm a salty lion <laughs> Rawr. oh the salty lion so i i don't i i am very rarely a horn user um, I don't meet a lot of horn users because of the, I think in the Midwest, it's not super common. Yeah. Um, Seth, I don't think you're a big horn user either. Do you ever get on it? I don't. Yeah, I don't. Every once in a while, like I maybe five times in my life, I've probably done that like total. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I can't remember any specifics where like I'll do not even like a tap. I'll just do like one, like paint real quick um, yep. for the most part. Otherwise I'll kind of like. Every once in a while, I'll kind of like creep up behind them a little bit. Like I'll kind of just like start to go forward, and you mm-hmm. know, sometimes they'll see behind, you know. But yeah. yeah, for the most part, I I don't run into that very often. So no, I'm not a it's salty like, cat. Just be courteous. Be courteous. Be gentle to each other, people. I don't know where the fuck this guy had to get, but he was in a big hurry mm-hmm. with the burp. Nothing drives me more fucking nuts. I, I get road rage, and it's not it's not always road rage when someone fucks up driving. That I understand, but like I can when you can feel that someone's attitude is shitty on the road, mm-hmm. I hate that, and that now, makes me really upset. And that got me really pissed at that guy. Mm-hmm. Ne- next time this comes up, though, I think I'm gonna do like the final countdown instead. Mm. <laughs> have, have I want to get a horn for it. my car that I want to get a horn for my car that goes like this. <laughs> It's transforming. <laughs> Sounds to me like he's coming up with some titillating topics. There you go. That what a perfect way to wrap up the segment. I think we are all properly titillated. Titillating topics. Excellent stuff. Salty cat.
I think we got our title. I think we got our next hit song. <laughs> uh, maybe even maybe even we changed the Soko Show is now the Salty Cat Podcast, uh, which I actually don't hate. That actually sounds kind of funky. No, I I, um, but, I I like the '40s. I hope maybe Nolan can make two versions. He can make the the '40s version and then the fucking like funkadelic like undercover brother like that type of style. Ooh, like, yeah, he's the man with a plan. <laughs> like that <song>. salty cat. <laughs> Talk about salty cat. I mean, if we're making a request, I also want like a like a '80s electric guitar. Like if Salty Cat is the star of an action TV show, like get in there, Salty Cat. Like something like that. Oh yeah, with a lot would, of explosions uh, well and like uh, mm. chrome. Yes, exactly. He's a salty cat. Chrome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, um, salty cat's not going away anytime soon. I don't think. Um, the, yeah. uh, another thing that has not gone away it has been chic tweets. So let's get into some of those. I call you a punk. All right, as everyone knows this week, um, there was one account that was uh, banned and suspended from Twitter that, that caught a lot of news. Um, I think I think a lot of people were pretty happy about it, and a lot of people on Twitter specifically were happy about it. Uh, the president is no longer tweeting. Iron Sheik, though, while he saw that, I, that the president is no longer tweeting, he, he had some requests of his own. Um, so he says, Jack Bubba, can we ban at Sprite account next? Fuck that jabroni drink. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I disagree emphatically with the Sheik. He, he hates, hates Sprite. Sprite. Oh my gosh. I, I tend to agree with the Sheik. I, I agree with the Sheik on Rob Thomas. I agree with the Sheik on Hulk Hogan. Uh, I, I agree with the Sheik on Caillou. Uh, I disagree with the Sheik here. I think Sprite bangs. Um, so I don't know. I, I guess... I guess I have to fight the Sheik now? Mm-hmm. Is that what happens? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yep. I never felt like he was so emphatically wrong before. This oh, is bad. Oh, man. I guess I'm going to have to Photoshop another brawl, huh? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> sponsored by sponsored by Sprite. Cody Michael versus the Sheik. <laughs> wow. That's one of my favorite uh, SNL gags. They had... It, it was during Black Jeopardy, and they were doing the sponsors, and the Sprite... Sprite was a sponsor, and the tagline, it went, Sprite. How did we become the black soda? <laughs> <laughs> and that is fucking definitely true. It's a, but I don't know why. I yeah. couldn't tell you why. Hmm. It. I oh, mean, man. it really is though. Like, I mean, it's it's like it's it seems like such a kind of a lame like lemon lime. Like it's just it's like lemon lime to me just seems like a boring drink. You know, it's like it doesn't seem like it's something that could be cool. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, well, they tried to make it's it. It's cool not only in... cool. It's crisp and refreshing too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they tried to also make it a little cool in, I want to say it was the late 90s or early 2000s with Sprite Twist, mm. where they introduced those three different flavors. Yeah. Did not last. Oh, yeah. They've done that. Uh, I liked, you know, you remember um, Lil Thirst? You remember that guy? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> that was one of my favorite all-time, like, mascots for a brand, was the Sprite Lil Thirst guy. I don't know. Um, I just... I, so, for, these, for whatever reason, I just picture someone, like... Just, I just picture nerds drinking, like, Sprite and 7-Up. Like, I, I don't really... It seems like just like a nerd... It's like... The, it's the drink... I, here's why. It's the drink that, like, is supposed to settle your stomach like, when you have a yep. stomach ache. Yep. Yeah. I think that's why. It's like, oh, my tummy hurts. <laughs> drink some Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> you know... I, I gotta push back again because I go to Seven Up for that. If I if I'm not feeling well, really? now it's ginger ale. I well, I mean maybe maybe I, but like you know 
I, I, I to me they're they're distinct and that and I go to I go to seven up for that. I mean I'm right there with Seth where okay, I, I agree with both of you. They're all distinct flavors, like Sierra Mist, Seven Up, Sprite. But I'm using any one that's available to fix yeah. my stomach. Yeah, yeah, I suppose that's fair. I also I couldn't know. tell you when the last time I bought bought or asked for a Sprite was. Yeah, <laughs> it's and been I used a long to. Time. I like Sprite and Seven. I like lemon lime soda. Like I'll have that with. I used to have that with vodka all the time. I used to get vodka Seven all the time. Um, oh, that's right. Um, and growing up, I drank a ton of Seven Up, but I. Especially now, like, I don't do sugary stuff as much. Like, I, I like chocolate. Um, that's that's about, like, the max I'll go with sugar stuff. So I don't drink a lot of soda. Um, I'll have a Pepsi every once in a while at the movies. But that's about it. Man. I love me some Pepsi, man. I, for some reason, right when you just said 7-Up, I remember. Do you guys remember the Make 7-Up Yours commercials? Yeah. <laughs> God, those are <laughs> great. Sure funny. With, uh, I think it was Orlando Jones. Yeah. 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 Man, whatever happened to that fucking guy? The the lemon lime sodas, though, they, they were always with the, the edgy commercials. Mm -hmm. and that's probably what made it the black soda, because they were more edgy. <laughs> anyway, the Iron Sheik, we, we're sorry, America, but even the Iron Sheik gets it wrong sometimes. Sprite is the shit. I call you a punk. Alrighty, time to shout out our sponsors. First of all, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description box. You're going to get 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. Free. Mathis Designs. Go find our good, go find our good friend Steph at mathisdesigns.com for all your stationery and graphic design needs or to commission a piece of your own. Get that piece. Get that piece. If you'd rather have a piece of Mike's wood, <laughs> make sure you head on over to etsy.com slash shop slash corn fed and wed to get your woodworked. Oh, Mike. Oh, Mike, indeed. Uh, let's see here. We got NPA. If you like our intro and outro music, those are mixed by NPA. He's also a recording artist that is featured on Spotify. So you can link to his Spotify page. Go become a follower of his and check out all of his music, including the 2020 hit Sleep Until Noon. Sleep Till Noon. I don't know why I said that like an adult. Sleep Till Noon. That's why I sleep till noon. You're going to sleep until noon, then you're out of this house. <laughs> get a job. <laughs> if, uh, if you cannot get enough NPA, he is also teaming up with our very own JB on Room 56 Studios. Uh, so if you need help with graphic design, uh, audio editing, podcast editing, video editing, anything under the sun to take your cool idea uh, and make it into a very well done project, head over to Room 56 Studios to uh, connect with them and see what you guys can put together. Waka waka. <laughs> uh, last but not least, let's not forget about Anchor. They are our podcast distributor. Let's go to a quick ad about them. Alrighty, Anchor, of course, uh, the hosting service for our podcast. Also, one of the best ways to communicate directly with us. Uh, voice messages are available on the Anchor page, so you can link to that in the description box. Head on over there, leave your voice uh, as a voicemail for us. And uh, next week on the live show, we will be playing uh, some voicemail. So if you want to get your voice on the upcoming episode of the SoCo Show, make sure you go leave us a voice message over on the Anchor page. Uh, that's also the place to go if you want to become an Anchor contributor, or as we call them, Anchor Wankers. Wanker. 
if you want to contribute monthly to this show, uh, you can help us keep the show going, help us keep, continue to improve it, uh, get things like software and hardware, keep the sound uh, performing well on the show. Blumpkins. And uh, help us keep, keep, keep growing some stuff. Yeah, that's how we also pay for Blumpkins. So, uh, <laughs> if, if you want to become a wanker, head on wanker. over to the anchor page, click on the contribute button and choose the amount that's right for you. But even if you're not million. a wanker, wanker. We, still, uh, we still appreciate you uh, listening to this episode because every listen does count. So uh, also you can help us out by sharing this episode with, uh, with your friends. Help us grow the party a little bit. Uh, send it to your girls. Send it to your boys. Boys. Whoever you think, uh, <laughs> whoever you think would have fun hearing about the salty cat, uh, send that on over to them. Uh, one last thing on Anchor Wankership. Uh, Wanker. We are now, I think we have 10 Anchor Wankers. If we can grow that number to 25, then we are going to have an exclusive track that is going to premiere right here on the SoCo Show from NPA. So a very exciting event. Uh, if we can get up to 25 wankers. Wanker. Uh, and also, every month on the live show, if we have a new anchor wanker, Wanker. I will take a shot live on the show. I People keep uh, joining, and I keep getting fucked up on these shows. So if you want to see me take some shots uh, live on the air on Thursday the 21st, uh, pop on over to the anchor page and become a wanker. 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 There you have it. <laughs> Big shouts out to the sponsors and the wankas. Let's get back into some SoCo show here. Uh, Let's take a quick look back at the week that was. I want to know, what did you... And uh, I guess I'm the only one that's got something for what you do, because none of us did much this last week. But what I wanted to talk about was what I did on Sunday afternoon. Um, As a lot of people did, I sat down to watch the NFL playoffs. Uh, which were great. There was a lot of good, a lot of good ball games. My Rams won. They'll be playing again this weekend, so I'm very excited for that. Um, but uh, one of the things that was interesting for the Saints and Bears game on Sunday afternoon, um, it was broadcast on CBS like the games typically are. <clears throat> but there was also a simulcast on Nickelodeon with a very kind of kid-friendly, uh, very colorful broadcast of the game. Uh, really designed, you know, to be uh, to be targeted at kids. So getting kids into the into the game, helping them understand the rules, keeping them engaged uh, with kind of some visual stuff, and it was a lot of fun. I, I was excited to kind of check this out, um, and the, I wasn't very interested in the game itself. So I was like, okay, this is a good one to try on Nickelodeon. And uh, a lot of the tweaks are small but fun. Like some of the uh, some of the the numbers and things that appear on screen are like bigger and easier to read. They use a lot more like oranges, greens, kind of very loud colors that attract kids. There's kind of slime in little bits kind of everywhere. It's that Nickelodeon branding. Um, But perhaps the best part of this was that when someone scores a touchdown and they get into the end zone, Nickelodeon has rebranded the end zone as the slime zone. And so... When someone scores a touchdown, these uh, these like a uh, augmented reality CG slime cannons appear in the end zone, and they completely just blast slime all over the fucking Ooh. players. <laughs> and 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 the commentators and stuff basically are like slime zone, yeah, it's the slime. And like there were a handful of touchdowns in this game, and I was watching this with Gina. And by the like the third quarter. When touchdowns would happen, I was jump. I was like, they would score it. They would run into the end zone, and I at home would be like, slime zone, babe. It's a slime zone, and like we were getting excited for the slime. So like, 
I thought it was really fun. Uh, I I had an enjoyable time watching it as an adult. Uh, I don't know how effective it will be for the kids. Um, someone's gonna have to tell me about that later. But they also had a really cool offici- uh, or not officiating, but um, uh, broadcast team. They had a little bit of younger team. Um, they they talked a little bit more like kind of TikTok lingo, like things were lit. Um, you know, he was really on fire. He was that play was fire, stuff like that. They would like even that throw when they, was when a they, real glizzy. <laughs> <laughs> when they would like draw on the on the screen like they do in football games, but they instead of drawing, they could like put emojis and shit on the screen. So like a player was running really fast, so they drew a bunch of fire behind him. <laughs> and it's, so it's like goofy stuff like that. And they have they have two kind of adult men who are like um, football people, and then they also had this younger girl who is a Nickelodeon personality. She acts on one of the shows. And um, she was kind of that kid ambassador where she could ask the guys about some of the rules. Um, she could kind of, she was kind of the proxy there for the kid, um, which I thought was really cool. And she reacted in fun ways uh, to kind of the stuff that was going on. She, like there was a punt and like, on it, like to be completely objective, punts are fucking cool. Like they kick the ball way fucking high and way far. But if you watch football regularly, no one gets excited about a punt. But the first punt that happened in the game, he kicked it, and this girl was like, "Oh wow!" Like it was a huge deal. <laughs> and I, I kind of caught myself laughing. But then I thought, like, no, a kid definitely would think that a punt of sixty yards was fucking incredible, right? I remember thinking that when I was a kid. So I thought it was a really cool thing. Um, and there's been a lot of talk this week about how. Um, people think it's successful and it might like open the door to other types of broadcasts. So like this one is geared for kids. Um, but maybe we can get, maybe there's an additional broadcast that's maybe like for women specifically. Um, maybe there's one that's for older people specifically. Um, what I would love to see myself is one where they're allowed to be vulgar. Uh, and, and, you know, it'd be tough if it was NFL affiliated, but if you could really be vulgar and actually say, you know, the kind of shit that you wanted to fuck that guy. He's an idiot. What kind of play was that? That's horse shit. You know, I, that's the broadcast I want to see. And it sounds like maybe this Nickelodeon thing opens the door to that. Um, so I'm, I'm curious. I don't know, Seth, uh, did you catch any of the Nickelodeon thing? And if not, <laughs> like, what would be another, what would be the broadcast that you would, you would add, uh, that doesn't exist today? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did see some of like the highlights and stuff. And it, actually there was a certain point in the game when they, um, showed some highlights on the, the actual CBS broadcast. Um, so I thought that was kind of funny. Um, I think they mentioned too, that, um, one of the, the other commentator, um, cause they had two, like, like you said, normal commentators who actually do games normally do that for the Nickelodeon broadcast. One of them is Ian Eagle. And I think his son apparently is on Nickelodeon. Like he, his, his son yes. does some stuff. Um, yeah. So- Noah, Noah Eagle, son of Ian. He was the play by play guy on Nick. He did an awesome job. Mm. So that's cool. Um, God, I don't know what, what I'd want to see. Like. Um, I want to see like there, I want there to be like little Easter eggs that pop up, like stuff mm-hmm. in the background or you're like, Oh, what the fuck's that? Like, yeah. Um, like they maybe like if they did like a Nickelodeon one again, like they could like have hidden SpongeBob's in the background, like hanging out or like, um, if they did like a horror themed one, they could have like, uh, could have like, uh, um, like, I don't know, like Freddy Krueger hanging out in the background. I don't know. Just like <laughs> little Easter eggs pop up or just give everyone that guns and let them shoot each other. Whoa. <laughs> there you go. Trial by combat. No, that's we're doing. That no, that's now. a joke. I don't want that to happen. Give them like, <laughs> give them like paintball guns. 
That would be fun. I would watch that. Jared, you are not as big a football fan as Seth and I, um, but I know you're at least, you know, tangentially aware of the game. Is there, what would you, what, is there like a type of broadcast or maybe like a broadcaster um, that you would, that would get you to go watch a football game if you heard this type of broadcast is happening? Like what might attract you to it? I mean, everything naked. you've already said, yeah, naked. Like, uh, take the concept of naked news, but make it into uh, a football game. There we go. Um, no, everything that you've said just sounds so weird and goofy, and I like it. Like, the the end zone is a, a slime zone. Like, it's just so goofy and weird, but I think that, yeah, they need to, like, commit 110% where, yeah, they're hiding weird things there. And not only – because – was this football, was there people actually there, or was this essentially just a tele- televised thing? Uh, there there were not fans okay. in the stands, I think. Uh, I think, like, there friends and family could be at the games, but yeah. it was pretty much an empty stadium. Because that's what I'm thinking of, is, like, if there was fans, you do stuff for them, where it's like, yeah, those, like, mm-hmm. little Easter eggs and whatnot, but then you also hide things via the telecast of in yep. between the plays or, you know, just a, kind of a, all of a sudden, yeah, someone pops up. Like, I think it there's a cool idea there, for sure. Um, yeah. But just kind of expand it out a little bit more. Yeah. I, I think there's... There's a middle ground, and I think Nick hit it just right, where you want to be able to watch the game, right, um, and and follow it and, you know, be interested in the game itself. But if you can put enough paint over it that keeps it consistently interesting, even when the game is not, because that wasn't an exciting game to watch. Um, if you can keep – that's how you keep kids interested. I think that's how you could also keep people who aren't as big of football fans – uh, interested as well. And I think the Super Bowl kind of does that well with the commercial aspect. But to put that stuff into the broadcast to me was really interesting. And I think you'll always have, I think the broadcasting we have now for football is very nerdy. It, you're, you're expected to know football to really be able to follow the broadcast. Mm-hmm. And so if you could, if you could somehow casualize it and then and then uh, commoditize it to different audiences. I think that's a big opportunity for the league. So that that could be really fucking fun. Um, and then it becomes a little bit more than, you know, I just want to watch the Bears and Saints, which nobody I know really was interested in that game. Um, but if, you know, if you think someone might get slimed, uh, <laughs> that'll attract you a little bit more. So I thought that was dope. I thought that was a really fucking cool mm-hmm. thing last weekend. Yeah, if they ever, like, if they do it again, they should do actual slime, like when they score touchdowns, not the CGI yeah. slime. What wait, wait, hold on, hold on, is... hold on, hold on. There wasn't actual slime? No, they're not oh, going to yeah, slime. Oh, yeah, no, CG slime. I legit, my mind thought it was actual slime. Okay, no, they need to go 110%. They need to slime these fools. <laughs> Get the slime. What yeah. they, so what they did do is um, they had, they slimed the winning coach. So Sean Payton, who's the coach of the Saints, he, like, yeah. volunteered to be slimed after the game. And they, they had, like, a bucket of slime, and they slimed him. Yeah. So I think, like, maybe there's, like, a game MVP or a coach or someone's getting fucking slimed. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, during the game, can't really do that. So Oh, no, I, I say, yeah, during the game, you have to slime these fools. Um, <laughs> it, maybe it's not the end zone. Maybe, you you know, they score, then they have to go over to a designated area. But you are sliming those people. So then the next play, if he's playing, he has green slime all over him. <laughs> Could be an advantage, could be a disadvantage. I can't you... wait for something I something I think we're going to get is if – so I know the slime cannon is there. So if I score a touchdown, I'm going to run over to the end zone and stick my butt there so it looks like the slime's coming out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Did you watch? Like, was there like wasn't there some like SpongeBob thing at halftime? Did you watch that? Bubble Bowl. Um, no. they they did not do the Bubble Bowl, but there was like a SpongeBob special where they um. It was like football time and Bikini Bottom. And so like Sandy was a big football fan because she's from Texas and they're all hanging out in the Krusty Krab. And they would cut to it like during the game. So like when there was a touchdown, they would cut to the Krusty Krab going fucking nuts, which is hilarious. <laughs> and uh, so they would kind of do some SpongeBob stuff. He would pop up in the field goal posts when you were making a kick. And then um, there was something else too. There was SpongeBob was featured heavily. Okay. Um, did, but yeah, uh, halftime show, I don't remember exactly what they did, but there was some sort of special shit during the halftime show because they don't they didn't go away to analysts to talk about the stats yeah. they kept it interesting for the kids which that was another good example of how they did that did when uh, someone got hurt did they have the guy go my leg <laughs> yeah see every time he gets sacked oh my they God. need to play that <laughs> they didn't but they fucking should have yeah, yeah any more sound bloopers i like the idea of like a um like a blind date kind of pop-up thing Ooh. like pop up some stats or pop mm. up some goofy gags up there uh, I, I think anything you can do, again, you have to toe the line and not distract from the game, but I think there's a lot you could do to make it a lot of fun. I think that's what Nick proved, which was really cool. So we'll see where they go from here, but that's what I did this weekend, and you guys didn't do much else. So that's going to no. wrap up the segment. I watched adult football. That's going to wrap us up for what did you do? <laughs> We didn't do a lot. We didn't do a lot, but we we did have quite a bit to think about this last weekend. So let's get into that. What'd you think? What do you think? 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 Brain blast! Brain blast, indeed. We got some, uh, I got some headlines I want to run by you guys uh, and get your opinions on. So we were talking, we talked about this a little bit before we started the show, but Bethesda, who's a big game studio, they're behind the Doom games. Uh, Fallout is a game of theirs. Um, so they've got some blockbusters. Wolfenstein is another series of theirs. Uh, they have just just this week announced that they have a game in the works that is Indiana Jones, the game. And so Bethesda's coming up with this one. Um, I am really stoked for this. Uh, I think it's interesting, but I think it does run the risk of looking a lot like some of the other games we've seen lately. Uh, so I, I'm wondering what, what was your guys' initial reaction? Jared, you first. When you saw Indiana Jones, the game from Bethesda, uh, what do you think of that? You excited? Yeah, I was a little late on the news because I think I saw like a tweet. I don't know. It was news for like three or four hours. And I was like, holy crap. And again, it's it's a small teaser, you know, kind of just, you know, the Bethesda label, kind of a desk full of all of the indie stuff, the hat, the whip. Um, this has me very much intrigued because I do love, I mean, if it is similar to uncharted which that's funny because that's essentially indiana jones um but without a whip um i i love the iconic music the all of the concepts or everything about indiana jones mixed with what bethesda can do because you know they they have doom they have a fallout they have this new uh, star something coming soonish uh i think that they have a lot in store for this i'm curious though if it's going to be role-playing heavy um even though you Mm. are indiana jones i'm curious if there's going to be a lot of customization or it's just going to be like hey you have the whip you have your revolver that is it and you go through uh, a unique story because uh, a story excuse me that 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 that's one thing that i think i read was they're doing a completely like unique story never been done like build up from the ground um nothing really you know not going with any of the movies 
Yeah. Well, they got to have short round. I, yeah, and I I'm hope. curious what they'll do with it. If it's going to be a sprawling one where it goes throughout, you know, at a huge time period, or if it's just like, hey, this falls between movies one and two or yeah, two and that's three. That's probably what I would think. That's kind of similar bet. to like yeah, Fallen Order, like Jedi yeah. Fallen Order of a Star Wars, like it takes place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was in between. I think that was like two and three. Or that was so, five years after three, I believe. Three, okay. Yeah. yeah whatever. Yeah. Whatever. So that's. I I think I'm hoping that it's it's really strong narrative driven. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't really need a big open world. I, I do think they'll they'll do a lot of like hidden shit elements. Um, but so, so Seth, this is this is something we we've talked a lot about like Tomb Raider and Uncharted uh, in 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 recent years being kind of similar games. Mm-hmm. Um, they're obviously from different studios. One's got a man, one's got a woman. Um, are you concerned that Indiana Jones is just going to be another? you know, uh, that in a different color, uh, does that bother you or does that excite you? Cause I know you like both those other games. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's, it's probably good that they're u- using the property at least, <laughs> um, you know, get, got to monetize where you can, but it did look very similar. Like the, just the little 10 second teaser thing that they did up until when they take, you know, the hat, when the hat comes up and the whip sitting there, like it looked very uncharted esque with like mm-hmm. some, um, like uh, compasses and some books and maps and all kinds of stuff. Um, so you know, I I would assume it's going to be really close to Uncharted, but yeah, I mean, good for them. I'll, if it ends up on PS Five, I'll probably play it. But you know, I, cool. Yeah, that's kind of my attitude. I, I think this has this. I have I have middling expect. I think this is where I land. I have middling expectations. Uh, high likelihood of being impressed by this, I think, because I I like Indiana Jones. I never I don't think about it often. I wouldn't say like I'm a huge fan, but like when he's on and when like the music is on, I'm really into that. Like I think it's a really cool, mm-hmm. um, and it'd be fun to kind of live him out. So um, that might be kind of interesting. Uh, I got more game news for you guys too because the the studio uh, Ubisoft is now uh, no, Ubisoft getting into the. St- well, sometimes Ubi, Ubisoft. Um, sorry, Ub, yeah, Ubisoft. Ubi. Uh, which, whichever one it is, they uh, they recently made Jedi Fallen Order, which we all enjoyed, and now it sounds like they are going to be working on an open world Star Wars game. Um, this comes at a time when it seems like there's something new Star Wars coming out every day. Um, so now we're going to get even more Star Wars video games. This one's going to be an open world. Um, Ubisoft, uh, you might remember Assassin's Creed, Watch Dogs. The, these are these are both created by Ubisoft. So uh, strong pedigree for the studio. Uh, Seth, you first. What do you think of uh, Star Wars going open world? Does that excite you, or do you wish they would stick more narrative based like they have with their other games? Was the was Knights of the Old Republic kind of open world? That was, was that world? kind of role playing, wasn't it? Was there a set story you followed around? I, th- I don't know. I think there was I a story, like but it was, yeah, though. it was more of a role playing where it's like, hey, you can go do this, do okay. that. Um, is that kind of, yeah. yeah, there we go, MMO. Okay. So that, that's kind of yeah. similar to what this would end up being, I would assume, just without the multiplayer. You know, you can go around and do stuff. It's like a, like a, the Grand Theft Auto with Star Wars, maybe. Pod racing, baby. Yeah, I don't care about that. Um, <laughs> No, I, I mean, sure. Yeah, I played Fallen Order, so I'll play this probably. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I'm the same way with, like, I've, I've gotten with games with where, where I've gotten, like, with movies. It's like, yeah, I'll play it when it comes out if it's good, you know? Like, <laughs> um, with uh, 
I did see today too the um that Harry Potter game, the Hogwarts Legacy that I'm really excited about. That got delayed to 2022 and I think we've had conversations in the past of like it got delayed because they wanted more time to work on it, and make it good. And I think that that to me is great, especially with video games. It's like mm-hmm. if you if you're going to take an extra 6 months, year, 2 years in the case of what should have been in a cyberpunk another 10 oh, years, man. like yeah. like you know, take the t- if 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 you're going to make a good game and you know what you're doing and and you want to put out a good product, then take the time. You know, even if you announced it, at least people know it's out there. You know, I, I fully expect when a game gets announced for it to be delayed. Look at last of us Two. Um, last of us Two was delayed a few times and they put out an awesome game that was finished and didn't have a bunch of glitches and bugs. And, you know, they put out a finished product essentially. And so, that's that's what I want in the game. So if if games take forever to to come out, cool. Um, so you know, I, I, I with games, I'm like I said, when they come out, and as long as they they have a finished product there, I'll I'll give them a fair shake. I think that's a pretty good attitude to have, uh, Jared. If you can have, if if this Friday you could go either pick up the Harry Potter open world game or the Star Wars open world game, which one are you grabbing? Oh, you dirty man. Harry Potter sounds really fun mm-hmm. because we've never gotten anything to this caliber from what they're saying. Yep. And I think that that's the biggest thing that intrigues me of like, hey, you have this whole playground to play in. You could go be a create your own star. story. You could be a Quidditch star. You could be a potions master. You could be, you know, peeping on the girls in the bathroom. I don't oh, know. God. But that's the thing is that world has so much cool stuff to it. But Star Wars is Star Wars, where it's like, oh, man, you know, you get a lightsaber, you can go run around, or you could be a bounty hunter. And that's the thing is we haven't really gotten many details on this, right? We just know that it's coming. It's an open-world game, Star Wars, coming from Ubisoft. Um, Mm -hmm. And the thing is with uh, Watch – I haven't played Watch Dogs, and I've never played any of the Assassin's Creed's. I'm very familiar with them. I know how, you know, they have side missions, kind of an open world, this, that. Um, It excites me that – Star Wars, Star Wars, it'll give me a potentially like kind of playground to play in. There will be a lot of side missions and whatnot. But I'm curious if they're going to have to, you know, how Fallen Order is canon. I'm wondering mm-hmm. if they're going to have to say that this isn't canon, so Probably. then you can do a lot of thing, a lot more things. Um, mm. I'm okay with that. Um, I I have noticed recently. I really, really want a good story in games, or mm-hmm. I want one that's so packed full of bullshit that I can just make my own fun. And I don't know. I, I guess I'm going to play it probably when it comes out, if it's good. And again, right. I, I hope that a lot of these games take more time. You know, keep it in the oven a little bit longer because Cyberpunk would have been amazing. And I'm having a fun time with it, but there's so many glitches. It's it's honestly, graphically, it's poor the customization is so weird because like my sword will go from like a thousand power to 500 to 900 like i don't even know what i'm using anymore i'm just running around and chopping fools up running around with the dildos in your arms i did i did actually get uh the uh papa juanito or something i don't know what it is it's a giant dildo though nice yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's a blunt force weapon oh my god blunt force blumpkin Mm mm-hmm Blunt well, Cody, Morgan. Cody, which one of the two are, <laughs> which which one of the two are you most looking forward to? And like, is this kind of gameplay what you're into, really? 
So I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, a couple games that I've played recently have opened me up to this open world thing. Uh, I've, I've traditionally not been very for open world stuff because I, I like being told what to do, honestly. <laughs> like in a game, just give me the path and let me walk it. And uh, open world games have, have always seemed so massive to me that they're just daunting and I, I haven't liked them. But things like Spider-Man and Ghost of Tsushima recently where it that all that other stuff is fun to do mm-hmm. in a beautiful world with like fun mechanics, then I now I totally get the appeal because I paid 60 bucks for this game and I'm going to play it for fucking 150 hours. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I'm more into the open world than I ever was before. And I think either of these cases, as long as they get it right, you know, with the actual programming and shit, um, they both have opportunities to have really fun and cool gameplay. Um, that said... I kind of agree with you that I've I've played Star Wars. Uh, I've I've swung lightsabers. I've used the Force. I've never done a wand. Um, I've never really done Quidditch. Uh, you know, I, they they had them on the PS2 or whatever. Yeah, they had a Quidditch game. It's, it's Do you remember that? Form. The Quidditch game was fun. It was basically like a soccer game, but I loved that. I played the yeah. fuck out of it. Um, so all, all those things, I think. I've, I've just not gotten as much of them as I have Star Wars. So I think I'll probably get an, uh, more out, at least initially, of Harry Potter. I'm absolutely going to be an evil wizard. I, I already decided that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think both of these are just... This is what you can do when you have this huge world that you've built, either in books or in movies prior, and you can just put someone out in there, fill mm-hmm. it with enough crap that's going to feel like it belongs there, and, and there's endless... You know possibilities for for it to be entertaining. So I think both could end up being really good. If I had to have one today, honestly, I think I would take Harry Potter, which surprises even me to say because I'm not as big. It's a the fan correct of Harry choice. Potter. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose you think so. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, if you had, you can do either one. Uh, what would you name your Harry Potter character, or what would you name your Star Wars character? I will mm. go first. Um, my Star Wars character would be Cody Wan Jabroni. <laughs> what? <laughs> My Harry Potter name would be Phineas Knobslobber. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> that would fit in well, too. <laughs> yeah. It's like, how long have you been here? I've been here the whole time. I was Phineas actually in the he was <laughs> He was an old professor at Hogwarts. He taught transfiguration <laughs> honestly I knew I recognized that name he's set to show up in the fifth Fantastic Beast oh, yeah. <laughs> yep him and Salty Cat <laughs> <laughs> what is what's that sir it's a Salty Cat watch out it's so dangerous <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what, which one are we naming Harry Potter or Star Wars right now either one pick. Um, whatever either one. one I don't know I'm thinking of the, for some reason I've been I, in my vocabulary now, I call everyone Slappy. Like, hey man, like, hey, uh, sounds good, Slappy. So I don't know, Slappy something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm blanking here. You could be uh, Slappicus. I guess this is a Harry Potter name. You could That's be Slappicus. Slappicus. Yeah. That Slappicus. Could be there we Maybe, go. Yeah. You're just like a. You're like Prince in the Harry Potter yeah. world. You just have one name. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. So it's Slappy Slappy Kiss. Uh, Phineas Knobslobber <laughs> and Cody Juan Jabroni. Uh, and, and that's what we think of um, Indiana's, Indiana Jones and Star Wars games coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to get your guys' thoughts on another thing that I've been hearing about this week. Um, 
potentially a new up and coming social media uh, platform. Okay, yeah, you mentioned this. Yeah, what is this? Yeah, um, so Clubhouse is the name of this new app. Uh, I think it's just, it's early on. Um, I think it might even still be like a beta. But the idea is that it is a, um, it is a drop in, how are they saying? It's an invite only drop in voice chat platform. Oh, voice chat. So, yeah, so it's all audio based. So essentially, it it drops you into like a virtual chat room, but it's audio chat. It's not typing chat. Um, You can jump in or jump out of different rooms. They're capped at like 20 people a piece. And what they're saying in some of this, like I'm reading an article from Mashable, and they're saying that uh, um, the idea is to like form clubs, hang out and and chat with like-minded folks, having like a virtual cocktail party where you're kind of milling around chatting with folks. This even says like podcast style conversation, like it would feel being in one of these rooms would feel like being in a free form kind of podcast. So that's the idea. It it doesn't seem like there's a lot of rules to this other than you you have to be invited uh, into a room. The rooms have a cap and then it's designed to just mimic real life kind of casual conversation. Um, I I don't think any of us are real big casual conversation people, Um, but I'm curious what you just think of like whether this feels viable because it seems to be getting a lot of press like it might be something that's a next a next big thing would you if i said seth uh you know here's a link to my you know pick a pick an interest of your my my pro wrestling uh chat room Mm. in 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 uh in Mm. a clubhouse would you like pop in and and go mill around with folks in chat or is that something you'd be interested in trying no (laughs) 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 If, if you said like Here's an app where you sign up and no one ever bothers you. That's the app for me. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a really good app. Um, yeah. No, I Someone mean, green light that. <laughs> I, uh, I I think that's that could be an interesting idea potentially where, um, I mean, yeah, like where it's like, oh, this is just a wrestling chat room or this is just a, you know, a... a, a Harry Potter chat room, or this is just a Blumpkin chat room. Like any any of those, <laughs> I'd be going to. Um, but like I, I think that could be interesting. But it doesn't. Is that what the setup is like, or is it just like general chat rooms? Well, the, some some of the rooms are closed. I think it seems like it's going to be um, almost like Reddit. So you could go like r slash wrestling, and you you get dropped into okay. wrestling. So it seems like some of them will have well, topics, and the rooms are and the rooms will lock. Well, so there'll probably be some that are more general. There might even I'm sure that'll it'll evolve. Some will be like like dating mixer type things. It seems like a lot of them will have either a specific like topic that you're in there to chat about or I've invited my personal friends and let's hang out in that okay. space. It well, seems I like, mean, it seems like maybe those are the two kind of key things. If they have um just like my favorite Reddit uh, thread if they have uh, chat uh, clubhouse slash pogs then I'm gonna be going to it. <laughs> All you hear is this. Oh wow! Yikes! Make a clap. Make sounds a clap. like a bunch of ra- sounds like a bunch of people giving rounds of applause in that chat room. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Except with standing ovation. <laughs> God. I okay. I'm really curious about this. So okay, right now it's invite only, and then once you're in, then you can invite more people. Is that how this is working? It seems like that. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting concept, I guess. I mean, I can see where it's like, okay, you can find like-minded people in these chat rooms, but, um... I mean, from the internet and social media and everything I see nowadays, I feel like that is a complete recipe for disaster, kind of. I mean, you could have a good one yeah. where it's like, hey, here's a cooking chat room, and everyone's really, like, kind of going about a recipe or something like that. But you could get something into, like, honestly, like, what we would want to go in is, like, movie. Movie, like yeah. a movie chat room. But I don't because I just – I'm sorry, but I don't – want to talk about that with a bunch of other people um yeah it i mean which sounds so weird and maybe hypocritical where it's like hey we have a movie podcast i have a movie channel but i just it's an interest but i i know how basically what i'm getting down to is there's so many toxic fans and differing mm -hmm. opinions where people can't see eye to eye um it i mean this could be a thing that really takes off for i could i can maybe see like gen z potentially because i know so that exactly what i was um yep. a, a mogul a meagle what what's that one where you go just basically Omegle. yes uh through all of the like random webcams like i've seen that kind of Shmegma. become uh, yeah schmegma uh i've seen that's oh, no. an, uh, man you gotta wipe off the camera e -e -e -e. um oh that, that's nasty <laughs> <laughs> that's one that I've seen a lot more people right now, I guess, kind of dabbling in and having fun and just talking with a stranger every now and then. So it could be that where it's like, yeah, a younger group of people doing it. But I just personally for myself, that has no interest. Like, I don't see what the point is, really. I don't even talk to people I wanted, like, that I know that are my friends, you know? Mm. Yeah, for me, it's... I think my issue with it, and, and maybe there's something that they're doing to combat this that I'm not aware of, I think it would be a lot of noise, and it would be overstimulating to hear that many people talking. Oh, yeah, I, I'm yeah. sure there's something, maybe there's a physical space, or, or a virtual physical space in there, so you can like get closer to someone to hear them louder. I, I don't know. I, I didn't do enough reading to see if that's a thing. But it yeah. feels like there'd be a lot of noise, a lot of people talking over each other. If someone starts yelling, it's going to get annoying really fast. Like you said, a toxic fan. What? <laughs> might also have like adults in a room with like small kids. It would not be good. It could be creepy. Yeah. But on the other hand, I do wonder if having to speak yourself makes people less likely to say nasty shit to each other. You know, because yeah. it's one thing to type, mm -hmm. you know, it, uh, JB scream two is better than you're saying you stupid cuck. <laughs> but it's another thing to say soy that boy. to someone, you know. Uh, yeah, what was it? Soy boy. <laughs> soy boy. Um, yeah. I mean, a good I, example I, of what I'm thinking this could potentially resemble is the waiting lobby of a video game, like uh, like a mm -hmm. Call of Duty, where everyone is on their microphone and they're just yelling at one another. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, with 20 people, how do you – is there like a fictional – hey you get to talk like you pass a token to someone i don't know there's got to be something there's there must be I can't, I can't imagine it being an open channel with everyone the same volume there's got to be something maybe i just need to read more there's got to be some way to either focus your listening on one person talking or to be the only one talking there's got to be something because if it is if truly it's just an open audio channel that sounds like my fucking nightmare <laughs> and like it's, I know it's you a guys meeting are similar. At, yeah it's like a meeting yeah, at like work the, Exactly. Yeah. Like the, the small talk thing is not, I'm not attracted to it. I don't think you guys are, but Gen Z might be, you're right, Jared. So the, the random chat thing does work better for them. What I'm hoping 
for Clubhouse. Maybe it finds success among the younger kids, but if if their tech is able to then improve, you know, maybe Skype or or StreamYard or WebEx or Zoom sees some of the shit that they're doing in these rooms in Clubhouse, maybe then they improve. Mm-hmm. I think that for me is like the best case is that it improves the shit that I do use. Um, because anything to make group video chatting better, uh, I think is going to be big because I think one of the effects of COVID is I think, I think we're going to always get together virtually in some way. Um, and I've done it recently for like Christmas. We've done it to like catch up with old friends over drinks and stuff like that. I think that's going to hang around in some way. And if this becomes a really good way to do that, then I think there'll be a place for it. But uh, I'm, I, I think we all agree. I'm not going to go on there and chat Star Wars with randoms. Uh, that doesn't seem like a lot of fun. One thing I thought, though, for someone like you um, would be like maybe, especially if it's like random, would be like stand up. Where if especially if it's only uh, audio only too, like you go in and like if you get turns that or whatever, um, where you go in, get to work out five minutes of material, kind of like an open mic or something. Mm-hmm. People can like critique or like. Say, oh, that's funny, or I like this, or change that, or blah blah blah, and then, boom, you're you're out. You know, something like that. Yeah, that could be fun. I could see. Yeah, and that's the thing too is I think people will. It feels like this is a very basic idea that people will then find a bunch of ways that we're not even thinking mm-hmm. of to use it, right? And they that could, do could be ASMR one of them. Tr- chat room or clubhouses where people are just going, "Yep, titillating <laughs> topics." <laughs> Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. It seems like it's it's very small yet. It seems like one of those things that it's early stage and it seems like a lot of people are excited about. So honestly, like fucking Quibi, maybe. Like maybe this is Quibi and it goes away in six months. Um, But it seems like there's a lot of excitement around it. Maybe something to invest in if you're looking to get it on the next hot social media. Just something I've been reading a little bit about that... um, was interesting to me because I don't, when I immediately heard the idea, I was like, no, that sounds dumb. But a lot of people do seem excited about it. So there's got to be something attractive about it. Maybe next, uh, maybe maybe a year from now, we'll be doing our SoCo live in, uh, in a clubhouse room. <laughs> Who knows? Hell yeah. <laughs> All righty. So we got some new video games uh, coming out in the future. We got a uh, new social media platform potentially popping up here. And that's what we'd be thinking about this week. That'll do it for that segment. What do you think? <laughs> I think there's uh, that that pause in the middle of that one. I think every time I've played it so far, at least one of you guys goes, huh, during, during the pause. I just love the way the guy says, think. Think. I'm brain yeah. blast. Think. Uh, all right. Let's go on. Let's, uh, let's take a look at some of the things we saw on TV and in the cinema this past week. This is What Did You Watch? What? 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 What did you watch? Come <laughs> Speaking of, well, not speaking of, but um, Stone Cold there doing what? Um, <laughs> his new, his new, uh, his sneeze, new season, new sneezing of uh, his show on USA premiered. Um, straight up, Steve Austin. Straight up. Yeah. Yep. Um, he had. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not a country fan, but he had uh, um, that neckbeard guy. Um, what's his face? I just Luke had his Combs? Luke Combs. There you go. Um, <laughs> I don't know anything about that guy other than he has a neck beard. <laughs> it's gross, man. Um, but uh, I thought it was pretty interesting. <laughs> what? 
Luke combs his neck beard. <laughs> he has to. Um, he's got a kind of interesting story, and I think that's the cool thing about that show is like Stone Cold. The way he interviews is like just very casual, and he just seems really interested in people. Um, and then he'll get to like they went mudding and like played darts and drank a bunch of beer and all kinds of different stuff. So. Um, fun little interview show and he's got like a lot of interesting guests coming up like uh, he's got ice tea he's gonna have ice tea on the show and they, i think they're gonna nice. bounce around in some low riders and stuff <laughs> with oh, hydraulics yeah. and all that all kinds of different guests on there so looking for a fun fun different interview show with uh the toughest sop and the wwe stone cold um check that out that would be that's gonna be that's my new like what <laughs> what my like Pipe, my pipe dream now is to become famous enough to get interviewed by Steve Austin. That would be pretty fucking dope, especially if we could just drink beers and uh, play darts. That'd be pretty fun. <laughs> Almost as fun as getting interviewed on Shot Ones, which is the best interview show on America in America, uh, which <laughs> I recently yeah. was on episode two. That's now there on YouTube. Uh, for the folks who haven't seen it yet, head over to the J Buck Studios page, uh, and you're going to get to see all of us actually featured in that video. Um, which is a whole a really, really fun one to, to put together and uh, turned out really well. And so go check that one out if you haven't yet. And we did uh, remove all of the uh, unnecessary edits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. One day, maybe, some, it, it's not today, but some, someday <laughs> I want to <laughs> tell or show the listeners what you're talking about. That was, shit, that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. And, and we've been oh, uh, wow. kind of discussing off off uh, off air and behind the scenes uh, some different ways that we might be able to do more more shot ones virtually while you know we can't get people in the get people in the uh, in the old basement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so uh, I think I think we figured out some things we might be able to do, but uh, more to come later on. I'm, I'm going going down to old Des Moines to, to visit Jared for uh, over Sundance time. So I think Sundance. We'll... We'll be figuring out some different uh, different ways and maybe try and get a test episode in. Who knows? There you go. There you go. You got to test them. You got to test them. All right. What did we watch this last week? Uh, let's start with a series from Netflix. Uh, Jared, you teed this up last week. It's The History of Swear Words. Uh, it's, uh, I think, a seven-episode, uh, about 20 minutes apiece series starring Nicolas Cage. Uh, and he takes us through each episode is a different cuss word. And he's taking through the taking us through the history of that cuss word, how it's used, how it's used today. Uh, it's one of those shows that's um, got a, sort of a panel of different comedians and personalities and things that are being interviewed uh, that they kind of cut together along with the history lessons. Uh, there's some et- etymologists in there who who talk about the real science behind the word, and they kind of cut in with uh, Nick Cage and this like really fun, cool. Um, like if it was thirty years ago, he would be in a robe in front of a fire, yep, drinking yep. whiskey. It's like that, but feels updated. So it's kind of him chilling in his house, in his home, chatting with you. Um, I I enjoyed this a lot. Um, I watched this over the course of about a week, uh, a couple episodes at a time, and they take you through like episode one is fuck, and then the last episode is damn. And each each episode, each week, they like I said, they specifically talk about one swear word. And um, I thought this was fun. It was pretty entertaining. I learned a little bit, and I laughed quite a bit as well. Um, I thought Nick Cage was the perfect host for this. Also, I, this just to me, um, 
I don't know that there's a ton to say about it other than it was just a really well put together. You know, it was, it was, it was exactly what I hoped it would be when I clicked on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a pleasant watch for me. You know, like I said, just a few hours um, to take in all those 20 minute episodes. So this was a thumb up for me. I'm going to give it a recommend. Uh, Jared, what'd you think of this one? Yeah, I had a good time with it. I mean, again, I, I don't, I didn't really know what to expect. I mean, you had, they were showcasing Nick Cage being on it and swear words, but it was a great balance of education in this roundabout way, but also entertaining where, yeah, the, the talking heads were really funny and stuff. But then when they were talking about the history of things, it was like, oh, they did a fairly good job of kind of painting the picture of like, oh, well, fuck potentially came from this. And then it actually stood for this, but then it was actually from this guy. Um, it was, it was interesting for sure, but also it was, you know, each episode has its own little fun uh, quirks about it. I mean, even the last one where, you know, damn is a curse word. And that's what they said is, you know, this is the only actual curse word because you're cursing someone down to, you know, be damned. But before, uh, when that, damn. Episode, yeah, damn, when that episode opens up, <laughs> isn't that the one where everyone's like, why are we even filming this episode? Like they turn to the camera and they're all yeah. like, what are we doing here? Um, yeah, it was, it was a nice just break from what I had been watching, I guess. And don't you don't have to watch it all at once. I mean, each episode's perfectly self-contained. I mean, they are a quick mm-hmm. bite-sized 20 minutes. So I would, yeah, I, I say check this one out. It was, uh, it was a nice, uh, refreshing change of pace, I would say. Yep, totally agree. It's just an easy watch, you mm-hmm. know, like something late at night, uh, you know, maybe you're boozing or, or maybe, I don't whatever it is. Uh, a really easy, nice watch. That was pretty fun, so... Uh, big recommends on history of swear words that's available on netflix right now uh, you're probably seeing ads about it feels like they're pushing it pretty hard um, but go check that one out uh, a lot of fun to be had with history of swear words uh J- jared let's go to uh we've got one that we all saw in a second from netflix but i want to go to you um <laughs> we're, we're gonna end up doing a 10 second review here um but i'm gonna give you a chance to set this movie up before you dive into your 10 seconds Oh, man. Okay, so uh, this movie is coming out this Friday. I was fortunate enough to get an early screener. It is uh, Liam Neeson back in his uh, stereotypical uh, hard old man kicking some ass type movie. Uh, this one is called. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I got those words mixed up a bit. Um, it's called The Marksman, and Liam Neeson is, uh, is starring in it. That's the setup? <laughs> I guess. I don't know what else you want from me. <laughs> All right. It's a setup. Uh, we're gonna Jared's gonna review this 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 uh, this movie here, and he's gonna do it in just ten seconds. This is the intro to the next segment, and the intro is just as long as the segment itself. Here comes a ten second movie review. Bam! Oh yeah, <laughs> best segment we've ever done. Uh, ten second review: The Marksman, starring Liam Neeson. Jared, are you from ready? From Tooken. Yeah, from Tooken. <laughs> Liam Neeson's from Tooken. Alright, I'm ready whenever. Alright. Here we go! Alright, Liam Neeson is back in the Tooken franchise, this time called the Marksman. They give him a cowboy hat, he lives on the border, he saves an illegal immigrant, and this movie definitely missed the mark. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice, very nice with the timing. Misses the mark. Man. Hitting him with the pun at the end. Wow. Very well. I think, honestly, like, I- I'm very proud that I invented the 10-second review. 
It's I good. think you might be the best at it. I think you might be the best at it. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm pretty good at 10 second reviews, but you've done as many of them as I have uh, mm-hmm. to this point. It's it's uh, fun to you think. Know how to bring it right in. Yeah, it's fun to think of how you can get everything in in you know 10 seconds. Um, but I That's have, what I, she said. I have a lot of practice. <laughs> there you go. Um, oh wow! So you're saying I shouldn't get a ticket to go see this because this is playing in theaters. I shouldn't go do that then. Oh, 100 percent see it. <laughs> no, no, no. Is it, does it even have value for like it's so bad it's good or no, is it just bad? No, it is. It is. They just put him in a movie, change the name, and it's just him you know, literally going through the motions. Um, it's there's crazy. Nothing redeeming about it. He's. This is his second. That's come out over the pandemic. I yeah. think he's the only person that's had two movies oh, come out over the pandemic in the theater. Because mm-hmm. wasn't the other one Honest Thief? Honest Thief, yeah. yeah. Didn't see that one either. Mm-mm. Dude, and he had Cold Pursuit came out right before the pandemic. No, so this that, is was, the no that, was, that was like a year that and was a half year ago. prior, yeah. Was it? Was that 19? I think that was yeah. 19, but there was, wasn't there another movie of his where, oh no, wait, that Honest Thief was the one with his girlfriend. I don't know. I feel like there was one more in between Cold Pursuit and that one. Liam Neeson's is in a lot of movies lately. And well, and that's the thing is they're all very similar. Let's take a look. What's he been in lately? Um, Honest Thief, Made in Italy came out in 2020. I didn't see that. Oh, there was um, there was a movie that I like. Ordinary Love came out. I saw that like one of the last few weekends before the pandemic, which actually was a good movie. Wait, was he in that one? Mm-hmm. Was that a drama? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I guess he's switching it up a I little bit. I think I remember bit. you talking about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. But that, yeah, that that came out in like the indie theater like a week before the pandemic. Because I remember sitting there at the theater seeing that movie, and I'm like, this might be one of the last few times I come here. Was the last time I went to the mm-hmm. indie theater was mm-hmm. that movie? Uh, that was that was Ordinary Love was right after Men in Black International, which was right after Cold Pursuit. So I it's been he was in with that. exception. Yeah, with exception to Ordinary Love, it's pretty much been shit for him. Uh, he was in Widows in 2018, which I, I liked him in. And Ballad of Buster Scruggs was that same year. So it's not like he's allergic to good movies. He just likes doing bad ones, apparently. Jesus. Well, he likes that money. <laughs> also, I'm his sure. name, bad ones play a lot of money. <laughs> his name is, uh, in Cold Pursuit, is Nels Coxman, which, I mean, I get, like, you can make up any name you want for a fucking movie, and you picked Coxman. <laughs> Maybe there's a joke about it in the movie. I don't know. That's also another name for a Harry Potter character. Yeah, there you go. Nels? Coxman. Oh, Oh, man. Anyway, uh, the marksman missing the mark, as JB put it, perfectly eloquently. And he wrapped that one up very neatly in just 10 seconds. This is the outro from the last segment, and the outro is just as long as the segment itself. That was a 10-second movie review. I can wow, s- every man. time I hear that, I, I picture you doing that. Because I remember being in the room when you did that. <laughs> and then we're like, we went up, we went out to fucking go drink beers immediately after. <laughs> hey, hold on. I got to record this bit. Before That's what it was. <laughs> That's really? exactly what it was. Like, he was like, okay, I got to finish this up. And then he's like, Seth has never liked the 10 second one, but I keep it alive, damn it. I'm keeping it alive. <laughs> I don't mind the segment. I just, it just make, it makes me like that sound hurt so dumb. <laughs> it's literally just you speaking fast saying what the segment is. <laughs> yep. I, I 
Uh, I fucking love it. And I think I think I think Soko Nation loves it as well. Let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Soko Show Pod how much uh, do you love the 10 second movie review segment and its accompanying sounders. I think I think we're getting a lot of positive feedback here. This, the mood is going to change in a second here because um, we're pretty goofy about the marksman. Uh, this next movie, not very goofy, um, but it is one that we all saw. Seth, why don't you go ahead and set up this Netflix movie that uh, that dropped last weekend? Pieces of a Woman. Um, like I said, it's Netflix movie stars Vanessa Kirby and Hollywood superstar Shia LaBeouf. Um, <laughs> a whole bunch of different, like, fun little not fun but good little cameos and bit parts by um some like interesting like eliza schlesinger Schlesinger. there we go um who's a comedian but has done some acting um recently and she's good in this um ellen bernston plays vanessa kirby's mom is pretty good in this um or really good in this um sarah snook from succession that's that's a lot of s's um she plays (laughs) shiv Shiv Roy, another S. Um, she's great. She plays the lawyer, a, a lawyer in this. Um, but really, it's it's mostly Vanessa Kirby. Um, the the Hold basic on, you story. You missed a guy. You missed a guy. Benny Ooh. Safdie was in it too. Oh, that's another right. Another S. <laughs> there you go. Pretty. That's a pretty small part, though, wasn't he? No, he was the main character. Yeah, he was the. He was Eliza Schlesinger's <laughs> yeah. husband, right? I think oh, okay. so. I liked yeah. him. I didn't realize it was him because uh, I've only ever seen him in uh, Good Time, yep. and I just didn't recognize him until That's I saw right. the credits, and I was like, "Oh fuck, Benny Safdie." Yep. Um, but yeah, ba- uh, centers around Vanessa Kirby for the most part. Really, she's she kind of carries this one. Um, essentially, she loses uh, her daughter. Um, she they have a at home birth, and they uh, she loses her daughter, and, and the movie's about kind of the the grief that she goes through, and same thing with like Shia LaBeouf, who's the the father of the child. Um, who is dealing with like addiction issues and things like that and kind of their how their relationship um, really just crum- crumbles after this um, same thing with like her and her mother uh, her mother wants her wants her to pursue legal action based off of the home birth um, and and the midwife who um, performed that um, and just kind of the the overall aftermath of what happens with Vanessa Kirby in her life at that point. Um, she's great in this, though. I mean, I've only ever... I haven't seen her in a ton of stuff, but just, like, Mission Impossible is the Hell thing yeah. I can think of the most. Um, but she has some... Thompson Shaw, man. Some, yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> sure. Um, but she she uh, she has some real chops. She, I mean, she carries this movie, and she uh, has some really, really emotional scenes, obviously, as, you know, um, you can probably guess by the topic of the movie. Um but great performances all around. Um, I loved a lot of the symbolism and stuff in this mm-hmm. movie too. Um, there's some stuff with like an apple. There's some stuff with a bridge. Um, there's uh, little things that kind of come back with different pieces of clothing. Uh, a lot of pubes in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, a fair amount of pubes. <laughs> um. But no, I thought I thought it was a fantastic movie. Um, really well done all around. Uh, I thought just the the way it was shot too it was very uh, felt like very close in. Mm-hmm. Like all the shots mm-hmm. just felt very you felt boxed in through a lot of it. So that I think that kind of um, helped with like feelings of almost being trapped and stuck. 
which is kind of a some themes in the movie too. So a lot of a lot of thematic stuff, a lot of great acting. Um, really, it's kind of a simple story though, in a way. Like, I mean, obviously, it's like. It, it, simple in the terms of like it's a real story like yeah. this is obviously like something that happens to people and um this is what you know i think you hear a lot when people you know when couples lose children and stuff like it can either bring them very close together or drive them apart and so i think that's you know obviously going to the the negative side of things is what they wanted to show here um I you know it overall just felt like a I, I the people who wrote it and, and directed it seemed like it's just kind of a personal story and I, I haven't read anything or heard anything about these the people who made it but it seems like they you know had been at least some sort of around this um, in one way or another where it felt very personal and and grounded um, so I thought it was fantastic uh, I know Jared has mentioned in the past that it's a uh, um, something that he thinks is Oscar, you know, has Oscar worthy performances. And I agree. I definitely agree with that. So, um, yeah, I'd say this is one, you know, definitely a lot of triggering stuff in this movie, especially if you don't yeah. like pubes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely <laughs> a huge trigger. <laughs> um, you know, their favorite president was Bush. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, but no, I think it's I think it's uh, it's a, a, a great movie. Um, check it out. Um, not again, not happy movie. It's not going to make you feel good, but um, really well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, See, that's it's it's like that hard hitting drama end of the year, you know, awards potential stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the I think what I had said was uh, this movie likes to show, not tell. And that's exactly with the symbolism mm-hmm. and going through mm-hmm. it. And, yeah, that realistic story of how this thing can happen and then fractures through your entire life, your family, your friends, and how it just – you have to build yourself up from these pieces. Mm-hmm. Of a woman. They don't yep. – um, they don't shy away from anything in this. Um, it is uh, – there's not – they don't let you off the hook ever. Um, I think there's a lot of Seth mentioned there's some stylistic stuff that they were doing. I loved the way this was shot. Uh, I, I don't mm-hmm. have the name of the cinematographer in front of me, but um, they do a lot. John of Cena. Extended, oh wow! Yeah, John Ooh. Cena did excellent. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised they, we could see anything. They did a lot. <laughs> they did a, a <laughs> lot of extended uh, extended takes and a lot of um, simulated one takes, um, and that was cool because they don't. I think a lot of movies allow you to release tension when they cut. And um, this movie doesn't let you off the hook in that way. When you're in an uncomfortable conversation, you're stuck in it until it's done. Right. Um, the, the, first, the first 30 minutes of this movie mm-hmm. yeah. are, is the birth itself. And I'm almost certain they don't cut. Longer than the, the birth itself. This is the 30-minute <laughs> birth scene. Darn. Darn. <laughs> and... and I realized maybe 10 minutes in um, that I was noticing it would look like a simulated one shot and Mm -hmm. uh, I would need to watch it again, but I don't think they cut until 30 minutes in and it is intense and it is is. harrowing and they don't, like I said, they don't look away. You it's yeah, there's pubes. Yikes. (laughs) She's in like, she's in a lot of pain for the birth. Mm -hmm. It, it, it shows you how the birth moves slowly and is painful and is hard and it's not pretty. And, uh, and then at the end of that 30 minutes, they, they cut to black and the title screen comes up 30 minutes yeah. into the movie. Yep. I, and cause I paused it I, to get up 
at yeah, like I did when the that same happened. Thing. It was it was like thirty minutes. I so, did. Yeah. Yep, I did the same thing. We all fucking did that. I I I didn't get up, but I I was like, they they and they hold on that that darkness for a little bit, and I I found myself like, like yeah. relaxing mm-hmm. because they tense you up that whole time, and that thirty minutes was brilliant fucking filmmaking to me uh, like i got to the end of that and i was like oh my god i even texted jared i was like i just paused it 30 minutes into pieces of a woman holy shit yep and so everything that happens after that point with the drama that happens within the family and between her and shia labeouf is really well earned because you saw what they went through and i thought that was really it would be easy to complain that this movie is longer than it needs to be um I think you could have cut 20 minutes out of this and gotten the same stuff out of it, but I don't think the feeling would have been the same. I think you need to sit in it and feel the tension and the un- discomfort and all of that stuff to really enjoy this. I don't normally like grievy-type movies. Uh, I still haven't watched Manchester by the Sea, um, but this one I really enjoyed. Uh, they, they took me everywhere I needed to be. Um, I couldn't emphasize enough Seth's point about this, the trigger warning. You, you're you're going to want to check out trigger warnings on this. But um, this was a real pleasant surprise to me. I thought the performances were amazing. I'm not going to be surprised if her and uh, if Vanessa Kirby and Shia, Shia LaBeouf get nominated um, because I think that they were both really great in their roles. I liked the mom as well. I hadn't seen uh-huh. that actress, um, but it seems like she's been around the block. Um, but uh, she I was could really actually excellent. see Everyone her. in this was really, really, really good acting. I could see her getting nominated, actually. Supporting. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I could see it, too. Um, this was just really... I, this was like auteur. This is the type that my brother would say we're snobs for liking. But it was just expertly fucking crafted was my yeah. my takeaway uh, when I left. Also, I think you probably liked it because uh, Shia LaBeouf had a lot of puns in the movie. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He he was kind of a jokester in this, which was fun. Shia LaBeouf, there's there's news coming out about him being a shithead, and he's he's done some stupid shit all, the whole time. But no one's saying the kid can't act. I mean, mm-hmm. he acts his balls off in this movie. Literally. <laughs> and in some... Yeah, it's yeah literally. And in some of the And in some of the other stuff we've seen him. So if, if, if you can handle it, uh, if you can handle it, and don't take it lightly, it's, it's some harrowing shit to watch. But if you feel like you can handle it, sit down and check out Pieces of a Woman. This is on Netflix. Um, you're probably getting out in front of some Oscar nominations, uh, we're thinking. Uh, so go check this one out on Netflix. Again, check your trigger warnings and everything. But it's getting big recommends uh, from all three of the dudes here at the SoCo Show. Looking forward to uh, next week. Again, we're going to be live on January 21st. Uh, again, that's 8 p.m. Central Time on the J-Buck Studios YouTube channel. Uh, and so if you want to uh, get a, a preview of what we're going to be talking about next week so you can catch up with us, uh, we're going to be talking about Promising Young Woman, uh, which Seth and Jared both had uh, featured in their in their top movies of last year lists. Um, and uh, I'm hearing a lot of positive things about. So that is available to rent this weekend. So I'm going to check that one out. We'll talk about it next weekend. Um, one Night in Miami is one that we're all excited about. Lindsay Monday brought this to our attention when she was on the show last summer. Um, but uh, that one, uh, Regina King directs. Uh, superstar cast that one promises to be uh, one that gets a lot of attention this weekend and then also a uh, Friday is the release of WandaVision the first two episodes on uh, on Disney plus so the first of our new MCU uh, TV series is, is coming now so uh, WandaVision One Night in Miami and Promising Young Woman are all going to be featured next week on What Did You Watch so if you want to keep up and uh, be informed on that conversation make sure you watch that stuff over the next week and if you do, 
then you'll know what the answer is when we ask the question, what did you watch? What? 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 You watch? Boom. What? Come on. Oof. What? Come on. Come on. What? We are just about finished with episode 178 of the of the show here. But before we go, you know, we got to give you one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. I could have talked about this and what did you watch, but I, I wanted to leave it as a one more thing. Uh, Gina and I have been watching sh- uh, the show Fargo. Excuse me. The show Fargo on Hulu. Um, F- FX show uh, kind of loosely connected to the movie Fargo, the Coen Brothers movie from the 90s. Um, but it's basically... Um, Kind of an organized crime drama in like small town Minnesota and, and North Dakota. So uh, it's kind of a funny, it's a funny balance between intensity and like quaintness um, because of where everything takes place and who's doing the stuff. Um, Fargo is, is really fun. It creates this whole mood around sort of these rural Minnesotans. Uh, a lot of, uh, oh, oh, shucks there. Oh, wow. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of that stuff. Um, a lot of just like, just kind of shucks guys who are just, you know, you're every man that's like, oh gosh, I, I suppose I better just go down there. And there's a lot of that. Um, that quaintness is really funny. It's, it's what gives the show a lot of its comedy, but this is a real fucking show. Like this is, this is dramatic. It is intense. Um, parts of it are even scary. Like it borders on horror in a few scenes. I am Hara. really, really loving Fargo. We, we've really enjoyed season one. The second to last episode of season one of Fargo has one of the... How to describe this? One of the most awful scenes I have ever seen in anything, TV or movies. Oh. It, was really, it was really well done, and it's not like, it's not like uh, gory. It's not that. But there is a choice that a character makes that is... It made both of us, we had to pause it. And we were like, that is one of the most awful things I've seen portrayed on TV. And we were like shook for like an episode and a half. And that was like the cherry on top of a season that was just like twists and turns and new characters and there's arcs and people are growing. This like Fargo is like premium fucking television. So like if you are missing, you know, Succession uh, or, or This Is Us, whatever's on break now, that's like, dramatic and intense and is like kind of fills your your uh i don't know your your periphery in in a way that like a really deep and well thought out show does season one of fargo i promise you will do that we've just started season two very excited about where it's going to go because the seasons are different stories each season so season one is self-contained in uh either eight or ten episodes can't recommend it enough it's available on hulu out there now so go check out season one of fargo and then talk to me when you see that scene i'm talking about because you'll fucking know (laughs) (laughs) um for my one more thing it it's this weird thing where i recently think i mentioned my my car had not been working and i had kind of been stuck at home i guess for almost a month now you know i've been able to take my brother's car here or there um but finally got my car fixed and i went and got pizza tonight and it was just so weird, like little things in life. I drove my car and it made me feel better. I don't know why, mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it, but it was this thing where I was going and I purposely took like a long way because I was just, maybe it was yep. a stress reliever, 
relaxing, driving in the car, kind of, I don't quote, you know, normal life again. But it was this weird feeling. Um, Yeah. I don't. I I think, (laughs) so I can, I can, I know what you're talking about. This happened to me actually today also. Okay. I think. I think a few things can be at play here. One, it could just be that you got out of the house and you got like some that, fresh Honestly, it might be that, yeah. Yeah, it could be that. But I, driving is actually one of my favorite things to do and it almost always picks my mood up um, unless, uh, you know, unless I'm a salty cat because someone's on the horn. <laughs> but salty cat, salty. If, uh, if, I'm not, if I'm not salty, the thing I love about driving is that unless you're a, unless you're, you know, a dumbass, you can't do anything else while you're driving. Yeah, yeah. And so all the other jobs and shit, all the other like conversations you're supposed to have, all the other emails you're supposed to answer and appointments you're supposed to make, you can't do them while you're in the car. So that's the excuse like you you can just focus on driving and everything else can kind of go away. Maybe put some music on or a podcast, but for me, when I get into the car, I feel like I'm that's its own little world where all the other shit doesn't matter. And so for as long as I'm in the car, I can just kick it and have a concert or a podcast or whatever the fuck it is. So it's a little bit for me an escape from everything that's going on, not in the car. So I don't know if it was that for you or just getting some sun and some air. Cause that's obviously super helpful too, but I can definitely identify with this. Driving makes me feel a lot better too. I'm, I'm glad you could somehow flesh this out because I couldn't wrap my hand around it. I, I was very confused by it, but it makes sense. Cause I don't leave the house ever. Um, mm. especially since my car wasn't working, I wasn't, usually I get groceries, but you know, with it not working, I was getting groceries. Um, but even this week, the la- honestly, this whole first 13 days of this year, I have been so busy. And again, I make my own schedule, but like I am waking up instantly watching a movie, making a TikTok, editing a video, talking a business call, working with a client, doing a podcast. Like I am, I am just I'm working like 16 hours a day, and I Man. think that it was just driving finally was able to take me away from all of that crap, and just like yep. you said, I get to listen to music, I get to drive somewhere, it is just me. Um, yeah, yeah, so I, I, I might, you know what, I might, you know, be an old uh, senior citizen soon and just take daily drives. <laughs> Dude, do it. It is, it helps. The shit, like, honestly, old people have shit, fi- there's a reason old people do shit the shit that old people do like if you need if you're stressed if you're stressed out because you've been fucking cooped up go for a drive just go cruise around like Mm -hmm. go look at some fucking nature or some cornfields or whatever the fuck you have in your area Uh, and if you can't do that just go out and literally go for a walk it's something i've been doing uh, a little bit more often just a walk around the block a couple times just that act of getting outside is such a fucking stress especially now when we're all vitamin d deprived because it's the middle of winter Mm -hmm. um find a way to get outside go drive do something because yeah that that i got lots of d well and that's the thing is like (laughs) i was trying to look for some vitamin d but i couldn't find any on reddit (laughs) you got to put the r slash in front of oh sorry okay i'll try that later i'll report next (laughs) week as I say, sixteen hours a day. When do you when do you have time to touch your pee? Like there, there's no, there's no time. <laughs> and that's the <laughs> thing is usually, you know, that's my stress reliever. That hasn't been happening. <laughs> no, I'm I'm oh. glad you guys like to drive because I fucking hate driving. Um, and so you guys typically when we go on road trips, either one of you guys typically drives whoever I'm with. So yeah, but with I, me, I I try to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's just when you know when it's snowing a bunch and 
we drive to the left on the left of a semi which is surprisingly uh the two times we have taken road trips <laughs> it has been snowing um or snowing yeah. more in the summertime yeah i know we really do yeah i mean the <laughs> the show's the one... not gonna be very good if you guys are both dead <laughs> <laughs> the co-show the co-show <laughs> just be me crying once a week like that would be <laughs> Just hitting the sounders. <laughs> you could make a show out of all of our sound. I'm sure you could piece a show together with all of the sounders. And with sound me bits. today is the bro host at I'd Jared like, Buckendall. What do, you, what do you think of that movie, Jared? Guys, what? it's on my top movies of the year. <laughs> oh, wow. Seth, do you agree? You get a fucking cookie and a star. <laughs> yes, I think so, too. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, the one time we, you know, it was snowy on the way. But I think the, the one up to, like... Minneapolis was cold and snowy out, but I don't think it was like like it had been. There there was snow on the ground, but mm-hmm. I think our drive was fine. So, yeah, no, I mean otherwise it you know I, honestly if I was driving I probably would have killed us, um, <laughs> in that in that snow incident, um, the sn incident, but no, um, yeah I'm glad you guys like driving because I I just it's not that I'm bad at it I just don't like doing it I'd rather just be at my destination and if I don't have to be at my destination then i'd prefer just to relax mm-hmm. and be on my phone or whatever my one more thing is going back to some video games uh, i was playing some video games uh when during the football games um this uh this this weekend so about nine hours uh saturday and sunday um and so i like to when i'm when i'm uh you know, watching football or whatever, I like to play something that's pretty mindless that I don't need to follow the story or whatever. And this month on the PlayStation Network for PS5 uh, owners, um, there's a extra. I guess the last few months they've been given free an extra free game on the PlayStation Plus thing for um, PlayStation Fl- PlayStation Five owners. And this uh, the free game this month is Man Man Eater. I almost said Man Hunter. Uh, Man Eater, which for those who don't know that, it's a basically you play as a shark. Like you start off the game as a baby shark, to do to do, and then you go around and and then you go around and just eat a bunch of shit. Um, eat pretty much everything you can think of, like um, flounders and uh, turtles and other sharks and alligators and people and all kinds of random bullshit you eat and. The more you eat, the bigger you get, and the bigger get you get, the better you feel. So let's eat people for every meal. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> but um, the point of the game essentially is like you're you're a baby that was in a mother's tummy, and and this um, this like shark hunter guy catches the mom and then cuts the mom open, and the baby pops out. And now you want you want to get big and stuff so you can get revenge and kill this guy. But, like, you upgrade, there's, like, a shitload of upgrades, like, you get different teeth, and you get different heads, and you get different fins, and body types, and, like, some of them, like, will do electric shocks, and some of them will shoot out, like, poison, and some will just be stronger, and, like, all kinds of different stuff you can customize and upgrade, and, I mean, there's stories and stuff in there, you know, again, there's there's a story there, but you really don't need to pay attention, it's just, like, you going to do all this random shit, and... What's fun about it, it's kind of just like um, Ghost of Tsushima or uh, um, Horizon, where it's like you get to a section of a map, you clear out all the stuff, like there's, um, 
you collect like these cash boxes that have a bunch of like nutrients and stuff. Cause that's the other thing, like the different types of animals you eat and people you eat and stuff like that have different nutrients that you use to upgrade certain things. Um, then there's like these license plates you have to like eat and you have to find or like jump over in the air and grab the license plate and eat them uh, in the air. And like, um, there's different bounty hunters or shark hunters that you have to like attract. You have to like eat a bunch of people and then it'll attract a bounty hunter and then you have to kill them. Um, and then you get a special stuff for killing those people. So like there's all kinds of shit to do. And that's why like I can spend all day doing that because it's just like, all right, get to the section of the map, clear it out, move on to the next one. So that's why it's fun. Um, it's, uh, the game itself has kind of got like a cartoony look to it, but with it being PS5 and they have like the upgrade to the graphics, it, it looks pretty good especially like the HDR and some of the neon type colors. Um, but it's really just like a fun, mindless game where you just go eat a bunch of stuff. And it's like me ordering DoorDash. So mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, a good, it's a good time. Um, so if you have a PS5 or I think it's a cheap game, it's like 40 bucks, I think brand new. So um, even if you have a PS4 or whatever, um, check it out. It's a fun, fun little game. Man eater. The shark, the the shark or Seth simulator, depending on whether you eat mm-hmm. people or burgers, um, mm-hmm. that could be kind of. I could see that being a good stress reliever, also. Uh, just eating a fu- bunch of fucking <laughs> eating a bunch of people at the beach. Oh my god! Oh, so there and there's actually fun little. Uh, there's a lot of like fun little pop culture references throughout it too. Um, for example, there's like a there's a, a a section of the map that's like near a golf course. Um, and there's a, like because you have to like another thing you find like different like landmarks and you chew up the sign and then it'll like kind of pop out and do like a funny little because I think Chris Parnell does the, He's the voiceover voice, yeah. for it yeah um, so he does he does a fun like little voiceover for all the stuff and so the one at the golf course is a bunch of uh, hockey sticks and it says like so happy as like the the uh, yeah. landmark thing so like Happy Gilmore and stuff like that so. Um, lot of lot of little interesting, fun pop culture references throughout it too. Cheeky shark, do 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 do. Sounds like a good stress reliever. So maybe oh, here's what you got. And one more thing, you Fargo season one. Maybe you get you a little bit stressed out, and then you could go on a long drive, come home, play some man eater uh, to de-stress yourself. There and then you touch go. your peen. That's, and then touch your peen. <laughs> That's it for one more thing. But I'm down to one more. One that's gonna do it for episode 178 you guys are catching on uh Uh, wow uh great stuff again this week big shout out to all of our sponsors uh links to them in the description box please go use their services if you can uh also big shout out to our anchor wankers we appreciate you guys out there contributing to the show helping us keep it going helping us improve it uh, also appreciate all of you who clicked on this week's episode. Uh, we hope you'll share it with some friends. Uh, send it out to all your girls. Send it out to all your boys. Boys. And help us grow the party <laughs> a little bit so that, uh, so that we can have uh, even more fun with you guys. We are going to be live next week on Thursday, uh, January 21st, 8 p.m. Central Time on the J. Buck Studios YouTube page. Make sure you're a subscriber over there. At Jared Buckendall. Uh, and you can uh, join us in the comments Hang out with us, uh, offer you up your opinions. Maybe you'll vote, help us break a bet, uh, break a tie, whatever it may be. Uh, we love having you guys there live, and we hope you'll join us. Uh, don't forget, now is a great time to leave us a voicemail if you want to hear your voice on the live show, or go become an anchor wanker this week. Wanker. And I will be taking a shot of liquor in your honor 
Uh, so very much looking forward to that one. Uh, make sure you guys head over to the JBuck Studios YouTube page and become a subscriber there. Don't forget, we're trying to get Wait, Jared God. approved oh. on the Rotten Tomatoes list. So go go over there, help us pump up Jared's numbers a little bit uh, so that we can get those uh, those Rotten Tomatoes so that he can get those Rotten Tomatoes uh, screeners and, and review those things and be out, out there on the website, which would be awesome. Uh, Jared, for folks who are uh, either already subscribers or heading over to the J-Buck Studios page for the first time, uh, what should folks be looking out for this next week? Yeah, people, there is quite a bit of content. I believe tomorrow I will have a HBO Max review for a Locked Down, I think it is, some rom-com during COVID or something. Um, then also a One Night in Miami review. And then I believe there's two episodes of WandaVision coming out this weekend. But instead of reviews, I think I'm going to try to use those as reactions. Um, nice. So that might be something new. Again, maybe a little learning curve for myself with editing, but try to uh, look out for that. And then uh, I actually have two other reactions, full movie ones coming next week, hopefully, again, depending on copyright issues. But seriously, go follow me on TikTok. I am putting out like four or five videos a day. I'm loving it because it's giving me a space where I can make really dumb comedy sketches over there just bite-sized content so if you want any more um kind of you know there's movie content but there's also comedy stuff as well so get penis jokes 100 yep, percent penis jokes um so go give me a follow on uh tiktok at jbuck studios there you go we're gonna link to that in the description box so go down there and click that head over to uh tiktok and <laughs> there are some pretty fucking good dick jokes over there uh, you're gonna like what you see Oh, man. Um, all right. Well, that is going to wrap us up. Uh, this has been episode 178. We appreciate you guys spending this time with us this week. Uh, for the bro host, Jared Buckendall, and the so-host, Seth Ott, I've been the co-host, Cody Michael, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.